Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where we bring you the latest in the Chicago Bears experience. I'm uncle, nephew, and I'm son, and we're talking bears. So three and eight, three and eight. Um, Feels like a curse. It does. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I thought when I seen three and eight, I was like, oh, man, we're going to end up with the number one pick. There's teams worse than us, actually, out there. I didn't there's, didn't know that was possible, but there's, team, yeah, there's teams worse than us. <laughs> but we're definitely, we're definitely in line for getting a high draft pick. Sometimes, man, it's like a gift and a curse for sure, because on one hand, we can talk about the Bears winning and our hopes and expectations that they win. And then it's like, but if they don't win, <laughs> yeah, no. you know, we're actually trending up on the other side of things. Um, tough game. Losses are never easy for me. Um, I'm not actually always looking to see us lose, even though I think most people are waiting waiting for next year kind of mentality right now. Um, I don't know, man. How do you, what do you think? What do you think about the game? Another L, three and eight, rising in the draft uh, ranks. I mean uh- – so I've taken this stance on the season, right? As long as Fields remains healthy, as long as Fields and a few pieces around him develop and we don't squander our good offseason position, um, I, I don't care what happens for the rest of the year. I don't care about losses. I don't care about our record at the end of the day. Like we could be, you know, three and 14 at the end of the season, Cool. That just means we'll probably have the a top three pick. Reason being, what I want polls to do, what I would do, where I in his shoes is if we land that high of a pick, the last time somebody moved into that top five, I think I said this before, but that was uh, the 49ers trading with the Dolphins. They got three first round picks, some other later round picks, and that turned into Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Waddle um, for the Dolphins. So. I mean, like, I, if we're in, if we're in the top ten, like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cool. I, I would rather him trade back and secure our future, and really like jumpstart this rebuild with that infusion of blue chip talent that you can get with that many first round picks. Um, because somebody will trade for us because there's a lot of good quarterbacks at the top of this draft. So, um, somebody will do it. Top three is where you want to be. Um. Right. So, you know, if we keep losing, so be it. I just don't like the way that we went out this past week. Like this was this was a loss that hurt more because of how we lost um, than the fact we lost it all. Okay. What do you? Um, okay. Let me ask you this. What do you mean on that? Because for me personally, um, was it Minnesota? What was the game when the boy got the ball taken out of his hands? That was to yeah, me. I'm that right. was tough. That was tough. It's like. Uh, I don't know if anything hurt me worse than that. Um, but I, I get what you mean. Um, you know, it fourth quarter, we're, we're always in the games. Fourth quarter losses when you know you could have come out with a win. I, I get it. Um, but you said something about uh, Justin, Justin Fields' health. And in this game, I think that was a little bit more of my concern. I, I felt like at some point, Justin was tired. He looked like his legs were heavy. He wasn't the same uh, guy that we saw that was able to run away from people. He seemed like he was kind of just taking what he could get. Um, I think one uh, play in the, in the fourth quarter, he he kind of like ran into the back of the O-line guys and just kind of went down. And I'm thinking like, okay, he's tired, but we're still drawing up runs for him. And I'm just like, man, let's not get this guy killed out there. Um, I'm kind of with you on the we're three and 14. I'm not really tripping because 
we obviously need uh, we need work. We need some things shored up for us. And it looks like we're that it seems like that's our focus. Uh, you know, the Bears uh, management seems like that's their focus. Um, and, and maybe we, and hopefully we'll get to that this offseason. Um, but Justin Fields, man, I don't know. Uh, for me personally, I don't like I like to see him run. I like to see him amaze us and all of us. But late in that game, I started just feeling like, man, don't get this guy killed. Don't get him hurt. And let's not get him injured. You get what I'm saying? Because he's yeah. clearly the future of our team. And um, I don't know, it was, it was looking a little iffy late there in the game, especially with us, us not having what it looked like any options outside of him. Yeah, and, and leading up to the game man, and going into it, there was a lot of talk about his load. He talked about in his Wednesday press conference last week how his legs were heavy. He talked about, um, you know, that just, just not being 100%, okay? So this is your franchise quarterback, right? This is this is the guy who, no matter what happens this season, this is the dude who you have to prioritize because as he go, the franchise will go for the next decade, right? So when you see halfway through the game, Justin Fields is like you said, running in the back of a guy uh, instead of making a move in the you know in in the scrum and in the mix up, like you don't want to see your quarterback going down at the bottom of a a big clump of freaking defenders, like defensive linemen, offensive line. You don't want him to be at the bottom of that pile. So that's that's the first warning sign. The second warning sign I saw was when he was on the sideline getting his getting his hamstrings like massage gun. It was like a trainer, just like he was just laying face down, getting his hamstrings just absolutely fucking jackhammered. (laughs) And this dude is like, he looks like a construction worker. He's just like holding it with two hands, like, <laughs> like, like, okay, that's, that's concerning to me, you know, what right. I mean? especially with his legs being the, the weapon that they are. Right. And, and the thing that get, that sets him apart right now from, you know, the average quarterback. And then on the third warning was late in the game, we were in the red zone play got blown up. There was nobody open. I was, I looked at the, the uh wide receivers routes nobody was open i mean they were blanketed right he didn't throw just some some junk up and see what somebody would do he like scrambled around trying to make a play and then he hit eq you know off to the side i think that post is on our instagram channel right Mm -hmm. but watching it back on the instagram when he comes out of like a, a just a a scrum of defenders they tried to pincer him off on the on the left and close out on him from over there and he just ran back towards the middle there's nobody in front of the touchdown like in front of the end zone he's got like 12 yards 15 yards tops and he has a touchdown if he just goes upfield but he kept running laterally for like another three or four seconds and then threw a pass to to eq who was like seven yards deep maybe who had to truck some dude to just to get a first down right and i'm like that's that's strike three okay in terms of fields running i probably i man if it wasn't like you know like a winnable game at that point i'd have pulled him right there and sat and sat him and put in trevor simeon because if justin fields sees a lane to the end zone that's 15 yards away with nobody there but maybe a safety and doesn't go for it that means that something's wrong something's wrong Especially when we just seen him put that he put that boy from Detroit in the hospital right. the other day. Right. <laughs> right. Dude. Sent yeah. that dude to IR. So like I if that's if that's what you're seeing from Justin Fields, 
how then on the last drive of the game do you then as Getsy sit up as a play caller and call two quarterback runs I don't know I don't know and that and, and that disconcerting for me because uh even he's our he's the weapon right and I mean that's what we've been doing running the ball with him but late in the game at that time we need to get down the field that's not what I would have called and then two I don't I can't ever recall a quarterback running the ball what was it 18 times 18 uh we got Demo I like Demo now granted uh we we missed uh Herbert I like Demo he didn't get 18 carries yeah and you know what I mean I'm I like, uh, yes, Justin Fields can run the ball, but what are we trying to do to him? Because that, to me, that's too much. That's way too much. And then not only just the fact that he's, you get what I'm saying, we don't want to see him get hurt. You're literally going to be tired. It, it, how, you, you're not going to be as accurate as a thrower with no legs. Like, that's just how it is. It's like you're not a great jump shooter with no legs. It's not going to happen. So I don't understand what the logic was in that either. I'm, I'm not sure. Play calling was definitely questionable, to say the least, on that last drive at, at the very least. Uh, there's there's one more point of contention that I had with the game, and I'm sure that you agree. And this is it's ridiculous that we have to mention this three weeks in a row. Um, and this is not the only three weeks that we've dealt with this um, through the season as well. And it's on, the, it's the officiating. Right. right. Jaquan Brisker called it out. Uh, several pundits around and, and media analysts and whatnot have have mentioned it in the few days since the since the game or in the day since the game and i don't understand uh justin fields slides to the ground grady jarrett the defensive tackle dives into him helmet first right makes helmet to helmet contact onto a sliding quarterback and then no flag is thrown Right. Right. That wasn't the only time just that game that there were questionable calls that either occurred at critical times on behalf of the Falcons or occurred when the Bears were looking to get more and more momentum, you know, like that would have put that game out of reach that should have been called and weren't or then the like the, the phantom holding call on Michael Schofield, who turned you know had his chest in Grady Jarrett but when Grady Jarrett got past him like he, he didn't grab anything he was his hand was in his chest and then he wasn't he wasn't touching him anymore and, and Jarrett got a hit on fields um and then uh, somehow that was a holding call so uh like that put the game kind of back into reach for the Falcons and we've seen that over and over and over again the you know suplexing Chase Claypool right uh, and no call right in front, like literally 10 feet in front of a ref. Like if you watch that replay back, there's a ref, you know, right there. Like just like, how do you not see that? So um, the, the officiating specifically in, in bears games has been like amateur at best amateur. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was thinking that it's like week to week. What are the chances that you get a bad officiating crew week to week, uh, whether we're home, whether we're away. To me, sometimes it seems like, you know, like we want to go out there and compete. We just don't want to win. And we just want some of those calls, if they're close calls, game-changing calls, so give them to the other team. You know what I'm saying? We'll rather lose the close ones. And, I mean, I hate to say that because I don't think we're – I mean, we're not playing like a team that's tanking. We're in every game. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we're pretty much losing like a tanking team would want to. And I don't I don't know. I, I can't really say I'm upset or I can't even say what I really feel about that. But that's how the officiating looks to me. It's like 
some calls I understand when you're a star player and it's like, oh, you know, this superstar quarterback, he gets these uh, rough in the passers for the slightest tap after the, I understand that. But when you're thinking like, oh, you don't even call holding on the other team. You don't call pass interference. Like these are obvious things we're watching take place and, it just, and there's just no calls. No but calls on officiating when the other team does it and every whistle comes out on us. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's utterly ridiculous. It- to see the juxtaposition, though, just like you said, like Marcus Mariota and Jared Goff, the last two quarterbacks we face, are by no means star quarterbacks. Right. Mariota is a running quarterback just like Fields. Um, Jared Goff is a pocket passer who, when he ran out to the sideline, Kyler Gordon reached around him, punched the ball from behind him while was he was still so, in bounds. So, I was so mad at and that. And they called an unnecessary roughness on a player in bounds who tried to knock a ball free get a fumble right with a with a legitimate football move right it's just a peanut punch from behind players do that every single play Jaquan Brisker did it today and knocked the ball for yesterday and and knocked the ball free so that's the penalty but every time Justin Fields is running out of bounds there's a shove that sends him either scrambling into the bleachers or down onto the ground and rolling into the, you know, rolling into the feet of the players of the other team. Every single play that he runs to the sideline, they hit him going no bounds. No flags. No, no flags. flags. When Justin slides, man, last year when Justin was sliding, they didn't even start to throw penalties until the end of the year. The yeah. end of the year when Justin literally was on the podium like, oh, maybe when I'm a fourth or fifth year quarterback they'll give me that call like no what it is is they don't protect black quarterbacks the same way they protect white ones that's Ooh, it's getting, that's getting hot that's it's getting hot um that's it's been that way in the nfl um since i've ever started watching the nfl donovan mm-hmm. Mab didn't get the same protections dante culpepper doesn't get the same protections that was a whole different era of football they right. they didn't have the same rules you know ever since they got the hit below the knee rule uh, because of what happened to Tom Brady, you know, I, I, I think Dante Culpepper had a triple crown in his knee. Um, Jeez. you know what I mean? Like they, they took his whole leg out, dang near snapped in a half. So, um, you know, when, when stuff happens to white quarterbacks, they change the rules, they change the way they enforce them. Uh, and they're consistent about it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets those calls. You know what I mean? Like if you hit Trevor Lawrence going out of bounds, he's, that's a flag. So uh, <laughs> he, shouldn't have to wait. he shouldn't have to wait to get that same protection. Trevor Lawrence is pretty athletic too. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's, it's a double standard that's being enforced, um, you know, at the referee level uh, and is being taught wrong, you know, whatever, whatever, wherever they're training. Uh, and it, and it's really, it's really an embarrassment. And, you know, we could, we could go back and look and go, you know, pull some, historical data on flags and go look but man some weird stuff started happening when i started looking through um a couple weeks ago just to find uh the flag on the steelers with the taunting um when i was looking through the uh nfl replays um you know with our with the nfl plus subscription the replays of that game and almost all the replays on youtube have been edited so that the part where the referee like steps into Cassius Marsh's path and like sticks his butt out at him and like, you know, actually, you know, like pretends that Marsh ran into him. That's been edited out of all the replays like that's they, they show him. They show him go start to taunt, 
they show him turn around to run back to the bare sideline after saying nothing. And then they show the result of the penalty and the next play. They just cut it. So I'm curious as to <laughs> how much of that goes on, uh, right. you know, behind the scenes, because uh, I don't, I don't really see a reason that they would do that in the full game replay. Right. Know, just cut that one portion out. Like really? So yeah. um, man, there's some, there's some shady going on with these reps. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just bias. I'm not sure if it's just poor officiating um, and, and just, and just bad crews that are on these jobs, but yeah. Man, it's it's something. It's hard to think you're only getting it wrong on one side of the ball every time. Every every three four games in a row, and like six games this year, there's been just absolutely atrocious calls. Like, look, man, I don't like complaining about refs because you can always do something better to not be in a situation where a refs call makes the difference. But when the refs are exerting their will on the game more than the players that's that's something that i that i tend to notice and it's it's been showing up a lot Um, and it's been showing up with justin fields a lot so i really unfortunate an unfortunate segue this wouldn't be the first time in professional sports that referee referees have been known to sabotage or just quite frankly cheat um there's been some nba referees who've actually written books about it and um, you know, and of course that taints the game. Um, it doesn't take anything away from the talent, talent of the guys, of course, but it does, it does taint the game and, and our, our love for it and, and what we watch it for. Um, I'm with you. I'm hoping that we can just chalk it up to maybe this is just bad officiating. I'm even, the theory in my mind is that this is what the Bears organization wants because we want to compete, but we also want to lose. I'm just hoping that it's something like that and that, you know, eventually they'll be able to get these calls together. But in the meantime, I don't want to see Justin Fields get hurt from, a, you know, the same plays that you protect these other quarterbacks with protect, protect our quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got a young quarterback that it has a lot of promise in him and we all expect him to do great things here in Chicago, P- protect him like any other professional athlete. We don't want to see any of these guys get hurt. And I would hope that that's the same intention for these referees. You know what I'm saying? They can be consistent. Now I'm not, I don't have a problem with, um, mistakes you get what i'm saying or even ticky tack fouls we, we played uh sports when we were young kids and it happens you know what i'm saying if you play a team and they have their own referees they might be a little bit biased and they might get some better calls and like you said the, the, the concept is to play to where those calls don't don't matter so when the calls are are kind of like um just generic to the game it's like oh you called a bad pass interference you you know you called a you made a bad call okay fine but when it comes to the health and safety of the players, I feel like there is no excuse and you need to make sure that you're, you're being consistent because all of these guys deserve to go home to their families the same way and, and be able to show up every Sunday to play and, and, and to earn them and to earn their money. Um, and so that's and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping, like you said, it's just bad officiating, but sometimes it's hard to turn the blind eye to the inconsistency. You get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that's and that's exactly it. You said it right there. It's the consistency between it, right. because when Kyler Gordon got he got pushed and fell down into Mariota's legs. Right. Right. Yeah. Tapped his ankle with his arm. Like even the announcers while the play was happening, they're like, oh, there wasn't forceful contact. That's not the spirit of the rule. That's not the intent right. of the rule. Right. Like if you fall down and your arm touches the quarterback's ankle and then he also falls, that's not a foul, right? But when that happens and then a few plays later, the 300-pound defensive tackle headbutts a sliding quarterback and you don't flag that, that's when I start getting upset. That's when I start noticing and and noticing that that's not – it's the consistency of the rules being applied. 
Like if you're like, if you're a ref that's like, let them play and you're not calling, you know, holding downfield on the corners because you just want like if you're a receiver, you just got to beat them. You know what I mean? And that's your policy. Cool. If you're going to call it like that, call the whole game like that. But don't call that for one team and then not call it for the other. That's not the way it's supposed to go. Right. Right. You know, I had a question for you for late in this game. We talked about the uh, the Justin Fields running and not wanting to see him get hurt. What in the world do you think was going through Getsy's mind in that last drive, uh, drive that last drive? I uh, see. I got a theory. You ain't gonna like it. <laughs> hit, hit me with it. What I see from Getsy in almost every other situation, other than late game game potentially game winning drives is creativity is good play calling is intent uh he gets deep in his bag for end of second quarter drives he gets deep in his bag for the opening uh for the opening drive of the game where you see layers upon layers of concepts like tendency breakers you see baits for the defense you see audibles that take advantage of of poor situational football uh from the defense and then in late game there's nothing like there's no deep passes right when the defense is keying on the run to the outside late game like first of all there's there's no four or five man wide receiver sets to spread the defense out late game which that so immediately if you're running four or five man, what that does is if you're running a zero blitz, there's no one to protect the flats. You right. can't protect the flats. So you just throw a flat pass and that's the first down and then out of bounds and then you're on to the next play. Right. There's no there's there's no creativity. There's it's, it's very terrible two minute football and four minute football when I'm seeing these late game drives. So um man, like this is this feels like one of them suck for luck, tank for two uh, play calls. Because it's not that he can't do it. It's not that he doesn't have that capacity because we see that exemplified throughout the rest of his game plan. It's just in these late game situations, he doesn't put our guys in good positions. I agree. He just isn't doing it. Um, I would say with the exception of maybe Miami, where we took a couple of shots um, and it didn't really work for various reasons. Like it's just been, it really hasn't been good play calling. So what's going through his head Maybe that maybe that third overall pick that we're now in. That's man, that's the only thing I can think of, man. Because like you said, we see it from him. We see it from him. We know he, he has it there. Um, yeah, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I did want to point out a couple things. Uh Fields, man, the pass, uh the pass. I like how he got Mooney down the field. It takes us a long time sometimes to get receivers open and or when they get open. Justin's running for his life. And then by the time he's able to throw again, we got to wait a little longer for him to get open again. But um, the play to Montgomery down the sideline, I think he was getting chased and he kind of, he uh, got coached him down the sideline, like, you know, take off and he threw that pass to him. Those are the, those are the passes that I, that I like to see from fields that remind us that he's a great quarterback uh, along with a great runner. You give him saying, a great running quarterback. Um, so that was good to see the pass to commit was beautiful. Um, I don't like him being put in those spots late in the game where it's like, all right, now we know we got to score and it's all on Justin Fields. You get what I'm saying? I don't like that. I like for us to, like you said, come out, give us some sets with four or five guys, spread the defense out, let him throw the ball. He's a quarterback. And if we lose, 
okay. Like, like we were both saying, uh, you know, this isn't the season we've had much expectation. So if we lose, okay. But let him be the quarterback that he is. He doesn't, he's not a running back. He's not a running back. We don't need two running backs out there. Um, you know, like running the ball 18 times a piece. Uh, so I think that it, I would have liked to see him take some shots. I would have liked to see, honestly, I would like to see Claypool get involved uh, a little bit more. We got him. He's a big body. Let me see him have some passes where he can compete for the catch. Like, Man. you know, no fades in the end zone. Uh, we get in red zone. We're not, we're not using his big body to see if that's something him and Fields can, can, can get going. Um, but I would assume that was part of the reason why we brought him over. So again, man, for me, it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of positivity to look at. Um, I'm just hoping that that the, um, that polls and these guys are, you know, just focused on, on on the right things. And I think the the first and uh, most important thing for me is keeping keeping Justin safe, running 18 times and knowing that the referees are not protecting him. We we have to protect. Him. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I think that's the most important thing right now, especially when. Unfortunately, competing to win this year isn't isn't something I think that's on the minds of our team or our uh, front office. So let's pro let's protect the guys that we need to help us get it done in the future. I I agree with you 100. percent And what you're saying, all of that, like, really makes me question Gessie, right? Um, because I watch Dolphins games, uh, I watch, um, you know, Rams games, I watch. 49ers I watch the Chiefs the Bills all these teams that have consistently good offenses save the Rams injury depleted unit this year but right it doesn't take three to five seconds for receivers to get open these right. the route combinations that we're using like I'm not sure what's going on but we're not even we're not even scheming guys open yeah so whereas you know, you've got the the combos of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle where they're running pick plays and then the faster like Tyreek Hill will pop out, you know, you know, coming coming out from behind Jalen Waddle. And, you know, it's, it's one second and he's open and you could throw with anticipation because, you know, that the cornerback is picked and he's he's got a free run to the sideline. Why don't we have Claypool and Mooney do that? Why does it take so long to get? Claypool integrated into this offense why can't we just have a package of plays that he can be you know a target on at least five times a game right how long does that take to install I could do that in a week I'm I'm not a freaking NFL coach but I can for sure do should that be. Look, you should <laughs> be <laughs> I I shouldn't but you know what I'm saying like it's, it's crazy that there's this much uh, uh consternation about something that should be really simple and what it looks like to me is either sandbagging where we don't want to unleash the full offensive potential that our offense right. has because or or it's or it's incompetence you know what i mean and in either case it it, it really it, as a fan it's disconcerting to watch yeah um and, and it's just not it's not fun to to go out there and see your guys just not being utilized correctly. Like it was the same thing with fields. Like he was, he was absolutely struggling in Nagy's offense. But if you go back and watch tape from last year, he wasn't holding the ball for four seconds because guys were open. And this was like a pretty poor receiving core last year too. Like it wasn't great. Like it was Mooney and Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has, has been underperforming since, 
I was about to say, we didn't last even see year. Adam Robinson much last year. No, yeah, and he's underperforming now with the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup is injured, and Robinson had four catches. So, yeah. like, what's going on with him? I don't know. Maybe he maybe he never really got back from that uh, groin injury or whatever that he had um, in 2020. But something's going on with him where, like, he, he really wasn't himself uh, with Justin Fields last year. And, you know, that, that receiving core wasn't that strong. Uh, right. And it was, it was much maligned actually. Uh, but man, Fields feels was throwing the thing. He was, he was ripping it. So um, he wasn't obviously the most efficient passer as a rookie, but nobody expects him to be. So who cares? But he, he was, right. he was getting the ball out. He was reading. He, he had anticipation. He was going through his progressions, you know, check downs, curl routes, you know, corners, he was letting it fly. So why is it that now he's so cautious to throw? Why is it that now there's no route concepts that have guys with any kind of separation when we have the best running game in the country? Right. What is going on? I can't explain it. Yeah. And I think you made a point to say incompetence or maybe we're just not, that's exactly what I thought. Maybe we're just not trying to unleash the, the the monster you know uh, we're not trying to show everything which i don't think it matters i feel like when you when you have talent it doesn't matter you can go out here and do it and we'll do it again you know what i'm saying and you have to stop it and i think that's how it goes so i'm i'm more so i don't know as far as the passing goes i agree i don't understand why these guys can't get we can't get some uh routes where these guys are open i've been wondering the same thing all i know is that when i'm when i have the the quarterbacks angle when they do the replay and we're standing behind the quarterback, and we can see downfield. Those guys are not at the top of their routes uh, before Justin has to tuck his head and run. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then by the time they get to the top of those routes, he's he's scrambling for his life. So I don't know. Is it like and again? That, to me, that goes back to the incompetent part of it. It's like if your guys only can block for two seconds. You can't run a route that's going to take you seven seconds to get, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. seem like we use like a, a Mooney who's got some speed. Um, let's use these guys in that way. Where we get them open quick, get them the ball. They'll do it every now and then. You get what I'm saying? Where they're like, oh, Claypool, uh, dump, off, dump off the ball to him. But we see those so sporadically. And it's almost like they do that to say, oh, yeah, Claypool's on the team. There he goes. You know, yeah. but it's not like we yeah. don't use it situationally to say, let's move the ball this way. Let's, you know, let's make some plays where we get the ball into the hands of a playmaker, just like Justin Fields. And now let's make them stop us. Let's make them get us. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm hoping that part of it is just like not wanting to show everything. But then a part of it, I think, is just really we have a substandard offensive line. And even though they look good at sometimes, they just ain't got it. They just ain't got it. When Justin goes back to pass, man, he doesn't have much time. If the receivers want to get any substantial amount of yards, it's like you can't. It's almost like do a screen and run for it because you're not right. going to have time to right. you know, get down the field. So but I'm hoping it, you can correct that in the offseason. I'm hoping that's personnel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of it is also we're not doing the things that set those routes up. We're not doing the things that cause defenses to back off to the point – because. We got guys with with mad speed. We got a running game that pulls defenders into the box. I I don't I can't tell you how many eight man fronts I saw uh, against Justin Fields against the Falcons. So so when guys are in the box that heavy, throw it over the top a bunch. Throw right. a post route. You know right. what I mean? Ain't, go, ain't nobody there. 
throw a right. post route, throw a, throw an eight yard post. There's right. there's no one to stop it. Throw a slant. You know what I mean? But if we're not ever trying that, then they're never gonna put the they're never gonna put the cornerbacks in a position where those short routes are viable and open. You know what right. I mean? The Absolutely. the short five yard ends, the the drag routes, all of that stuff should be wide open. Right. Wide open. Because even if you're a linebacker spying the quarterback, you're not following the receiver, the slot receiver, when he goes past you. Right. So if you've got Mooney running four three across the field, that linebacker standing still watching field. So you throw that and Mooney's gone. There's nobody to stop him. There's nobody there. Because they're all spying fields. So why aren't we having the why don't we have those routes? Mooney should have 10 catches a game. Why doesn't it's just it's just bad scheme in the passing game and people are like oh guess he might get head coaching consideration after this season we might not keep him if i'm looking for a top offensive coordinator i'm not looking at guessy right now because you see a quarterback in fields whose passing numbers have regressed heavily in terms of volume from last year and like i said i don't need him to show volume but I would like the scheme to show that volume is possible yeah. in the future. You know what I mean? And that's what we don't see. You're right. You're right. Yeah, man. It's sad times, man, to be a Chicago Bears fan, man. man. A lot so of L's, man. A lot of L's. I'm excited yeah. about the money and the opportunities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this this offseason is something that everybody is kind of looking forward to. It's, it's yeah. definitely – going to determine what this franchise does going forward um polls has a lot of hard decisions he's going to have to make in terms of how he spends all this money in terms of uh, who he's who he's drafting to put around fields obviously there the need for linemen is enormous but just last year we saw him draft defense with his top picks um and if he if he gets you know a really high if he gets the number three overall pick, and then picks an edge rusher, I was about to say it might be defense again. <laughs> I I might not be on board with that. So I mean, we'll we'll see what's going on. But man, it's it's definitely it's definitely making this off season a lot more apprehensive than it was, um, you know, going into it. Yeah, I get it. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I feel like our defense definitely needs to be shored up. I won't say that I I wouldn't be on board. Um, it just depends on how it works out, man. I, I know there's some talent coming out in this draft. So depending on where we end up, I think you just you just got to be smart. Uh, some of the moves they made recently, I, I support. So as far as the draft goes, so hopefully they can, uh, you know, recapture some of that uh, moving forward. And hopefully it all, it all works out for us. Because at the end of the day, we just got to put the right people around fields and uh he's shown his ability to somewhat do that with some of the some of the youth and the talent he's brought in um i don't know man i don't want to be the first to to start uh, uh speculating or you know what i'm saying you know um taking take taking my faith away i guess but they need to do something because you're right he's he's regressed fields is regressed and i don't want my quarterback to be a running back Oh, my quarterback yeah. to be a quarterback who happens to dust guys when they, when they play him the wrong way. You know exactly. What I'm so exactly. That's the way that's, that's supposed to look. So we see flashes of it. Like I said, the pass to commit, the, the pass to Montgomery down the field, uh, scrambling for 12, 12 seconds and, and finding an EQ on that play. Th those are good signs. 
Um, I just don't want to see the guy get killed, man. I want, I want to see us be able to make it to where we have the guys we feel are competitive, where we can go out there and compete to actually win the whole thing. And then and then let's go. You get what I'm saying? But in the meantime, we should be smart. We should be creative and we should be trying things, I think. Honestly, I, would, I wouldn't mind them just sitting back and letting Fields throw the ball a lot. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what Claypool looks like. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what him and Fields look like. Uh, I don't know. Use these guys, the guys that you brought in here, the guys that aren't going to be here. See who's who, who's going to be staying, who's going to be leaving and, let, and let's use them. I mean, especially when right now we're, we're pretty much I mean, you never know what to expect from us. We we lose every week, but we we do amazing things. So it's like, you know, I say use your guys and, and see what you really have there. And, and let's and let's be able to make those informed decisions in the offseason. Um but right now, man, I'm just the, this last game just made me feel like do not get Justin Fields killed, man. Yeah, his health has to lot. be the top priority for this franchise. If his yeah. if his health is not the top priority for your offensive play caller, if you're calling run plays for the last drive of the game when he's already shown he's hurt, yeah, and he's not at a hundred percent, you're just trying to get him more hurt. And that's exactly what he did. He got dropped on his shoulder. He got thrown out of bounds while while running at the sideline. No right. flag called, of course. Like, at what point as the offensive coordinator do you look and say, okay, I'm going to have to go with the backup quarterback next week right. Right. if I keep calling run plays? He's Why isn't he on a pitch count, man? Like the MLB runs pitch counts for every single pitcher in every single team. Why right. isn't Justin Fields' legs on a pitch count? That man should not run more than 12 times a game ever unless you're and I'm not going to lie. I don't know why he's running more than our running backs. Right. Like, I don't get that. Right. Like if you if I'm if I'm not if I'm Demo, I feel disrespected, actually, because it's like, what are we doing here? I'm the guy. I'm the running back. Yeah. And Demo's running pretty well. He was running pretty well. So his health, his health has to become a better priority or bigger priority for Getsy for Eberflus, or or frankly, Gessie's got to go. That's that's really what it comes down to. As as good as Gessie's been with the run game, and I told you guys when we were leading into this season, like he's he's great with the run game. Um, he showed that in college. Um, he was Green Bay's passing coordinator, their wide receivers coach. But um, when he was offense coordinator in college, man, they ran, they ran a lot, which I'm I'm fine with. I love that. I love the commitment to the run. I do not love the commitment to fields being the leading rusher of the team every week that yeah, should not be how it happens if he and I mean, let's be real runoff great he could be the leading rusher but that should be the only scenario that he is right and i mean let's be real man this is a team game and even though it's nice to see justin fields make magic let these other guys produce and do their job you know what i mean we got to call on them too to make plays because they all get paid to be professional athletes and to play this game so we can't just lean on fields in that way because that's what's going to get him hurt it's like no he's one out of 11 guys on, on the offense and we need to use the other guys as well and needs to put some pressure on them to step up and do their jobs it's not all about justin Fields. it's about a team and we need to start to use the team in that way Sometimes you have a, a far superior player, i.e. Michael Jordan, but sometimes you got to pass the ball to Steve Kerr and he has to make his shots. It's just what it is, you know? And I feel like that's where we're at right now. Um, I think Justin Fields has electrified the league so much in the past few weeks. It's like, man, they're abusing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's time to scale it back and start calling on some of these other guys to, to step up and, and earn their spots. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, 100%, 100%. Because at the end of the day, 
you've got to you've got to determine whether you're giving Mooney um, a big contract at the end of this year. You've got to determine whether we're re-signing Claypool at the end of next year. You got to determine whether we're keeping Montgomery. You got to determine whether Khalil Herbert is potentially the running back of the future. I heard a report just today that says Saquon Barkley wants to join the Bears this offseason. I've been hearing talks about that. I didn't hear that. Oh man, I oh, man. Because man, like, that. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Who wouldn't want to play with Justin Fields seeing some of the things he's been doing, man? Uh in the past, I feel like it's been a, an organization thing where players might not have wanted to come here. They probably like the guys on the team, you know what I mean? But they probably don't like the organization. Now, if the organization can do right by some of these guys, man, I feel like Fields, a young superstar quarterback, of course he's going to have people want to come here and play with him. Of course. Yeah, and, and Barkley, uh, I mean, I could see the reasoning because we run the ball a ton. Uh, we're always, always putting the ball in the running back's hands. We don't have a lot of other weapons when it comes to, you know, taking taking looks away from him. And teams are going to be so focused on fields in the backfield. It's going to give Barkley a ton of room to work. Yeah. And with a run block and offensive line like we have, I mean, yeah, that's an attractive proposition for a running back. Like you were saying last week, though, a wide receiver, maybe not so much, right. unless we could see Getsy start doing something with this pass game. But, yeah. I mean, we, we tend to see good concepts in, like, the red zone. We tend to see, like, the rub route that Mooney did to get wide open. Uh, but man, like, why don't we see anything like that in the in the you know tw- between the twenties? What is going right. on with that? So, right. I mean, we we just got to see how it how it shakes out for the rest of this year. We got um, what seven games left? Six games left? Six games left. Yep. So we got uh, by week fourteen. So no, we you're right. Seven seven six games. Six yeah, games. Six seven games. Weeks. But the bye is week fourteen. Yeah. And we got a late buy. Is that is it just me or is that a late buy? We got one of the latest buys in the league. I think 13 mm. used to be the latest week that you could get a buy, and then this okay. week is 14. So, I mean, that's good because uh, we kind of had the mini buy between Thursday night and, and the Monday night game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that kind of got us a little bit healthier. Um, but, man, uh, the O-line uh, still banged up. Larry Borum still hasn't returned. Riley Reef look way more human today than he has the last couple of weeks uh he was getting torn up um i mean do we do we think larry borum or or riley reef is the future going forward or do we need to like replace them like I, that's that's one thing that i'm really concerned with and then left guard cody whitehair same he's never been a great pass blocker uh, he's always been serviceable in that department um uh, but he's been consistent um, so yeah. is he a guy that, you know, with a $14 million cap hit, do you let him go and try to replace him with a younger talent? Uh, it's There's a lot to a lot to consider along that O-line, but just a lot of holes on it. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know who it is, but it definitely is. Uh, we definitely need some changes there. We definitely need some changes there. And I mean, this personnel, I feel like those guys sometimes might gel. You know, sometimes you play better with a group with a particular group. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know who needs to who needs to stay, if anybody, or who needs to go. But I do know we need to get it together on on the O line side. So hopefully they figure that out and figure out which guys gel the best together. Um, but look, we have nothing but time and opportunity in front of us. We got the we got picks coming up. We got money to spend. So hopefully they're just they're getting their ducks in a row so that we can we can make a splash splash in that way. I think I think we're man, ready. it's tough watching us lose every week. The closest games by one, by three, by four. It's like Jesus Christ. Every week, every week, every week. 
every week. We lose in stellar fashion. It's like for someone <laughs> to be able to, for, no, for real, because you know how sometimes Chicago fans can get disgruntled. So to hear people always saying, oh, the Bears, they're losing, oh, they lose. And it's like, man, but we could have won all of the games, though. Like, it's not, you get what I'm saying? So it's tough, man. It's really tough. Because we're not really we're not getting beat like that. We're really beating ourselves in a lot of ways and just not, um, you know, just not executing, uh, you know, to get the win. So we're coming up just a play short, a yard or two short, a point or two short. And um, to me, that's like the gift and the curse. It's like we're right there with these teams that we're going to go up against. We're, we're competitive. And we already know we have a lot of issues. You get what I'm saying? We have a lot of holes. Our defense is a big hole. On, you know, we have holes all over the defense. We got holes on the offensive line. So with us knowing that and to be able to compete, that's kind of where I find the comfort of knowing, like, all right, we're not – we're right – we're knocking on the door. You get what I'm saying? To where we should be. I'm just hoping we can get it together, man, because I don't want any more setbacks. We don't want to have another time where we watch Justin Fields and the offense tear it up. Uh, with a defense, they can't do anything. And then by the time you get a defense together, it feels as old and crippled. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just hoping that this is the year they're able to sit back, keep Justin healthy, do the right things by him, and just put the team together that, that we need to have out there to win. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, with you 100% on that. And I, I'll tell you this, um, there's, there's a few people that I know for sure need to go on that off of the line. <laughs> Look, I wasn't going to say any names, but I, I yeah. names. I, I don't care. Sam Musser, that guy can't be a starter yeah. next year. Uh, if he is, then we failed spectacularly um, yeah. just off of that. And then the defensive line as well, man. Uh, I can't tell you how good it was to see Travis Gibson come back in the game because Man, they put Al Qadim Muhammad back out there, and I got nervous real fast. So, really? yeah. uh, there's there's a couple of spots that need desperate upgrades. Ed, edge rusher is probably near the top of the list. Yeah, uh, really, the whole D line, the whole D line is at the top of the list. Yeah, man, we got no sacks this last game. Yeah, no no, I mean that's we don't pressure the quarterback much at all. And no. it's like not that we were getting great pressure before, but now it's like non-existent. It's like no, yeah. I mean, and we're not even facing great offensive lines. This is the Falcons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Lions, the Lions have a pretty decent line, but the the Falcons, no, <laughs> no. This is a terrible offensive line. They picked up uh, Latavius Simmons off of off of us. You remember that guy? Oh, <laughs> Latavius Simmons last year, or whatever he um stepped in for like one game and gave up like immediately like two sacks and got benched by the first quarter <laughs> like they got that guy Man, did we so, wait a minute in this game if i'm not mistaken we gave up three sacks on one drive mm-hmm. two or three on one drive yeah no we're we're so bad and man that's that's beyond bad. so bad i feel bad for phil sometimes when he snaps the ball and it's like there's a guy tackling him already it's it's wild we blow more blocks than any team i think i think three or four of our starting five linemen are in the top 10 of the league. All <laughs> it just missed blocks, just, just guys that just run free because the linemen just did not block them. There was a play where Schofield or was it white hair? It was one of the guards. I think it was white hair actually. Cause it came from the left side. There was, he starts blocking the defensive tackle right? Defensive tackle, like big 300 pound guy starts blocking him. Let's go. Looks off over there. I definitely, yeah. Tackle goes running past and just obliterates fields. What are you doing? You can't start blocking a guy and then go run. Did you think it was a screenplay? Like, did you just not know the play call? Like, what is wrong with you? 
that if you I allow that to some happen. Of those plays, I would think Justin man. Fields is in there eating their lunch or messing with their moms or something. Because man, this reminds me sometimes that uh, oh, where's your invisible juice, Willie Beeman? Like, right. <laughs> they just let him tackle our quarterback, man. Like they just mad at him. And he's just not going to protect him today. It's like, man, he must have been talking trash to them guys, man. <laughs> man, I'm telling you because it's it's crazy how many times we see that you know just guys just totally not execute their assignment or or just are unable to and guys yeah. just go blowing by them like low effort type plays man yep. like it's 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 really concerning man because because man what was that video the video we posted earlier on instagram where uh it was the Tropic Thunder dude looking yeah. at Justin Fields survive. Like that's that's how I feel <laughs> right. Justin Fields right now. I've been feeling like that all year long. That's so I meant. just hope that man makes it through without any serious harm. Me too. Me too. But hey, we got some game. Who we got coming up this week? Uh, ooh, I actually got to check. I think it's the Jets coming into town next. Um, if I'm gonna make a guess, you know, I always say we're gonna get a W, but let me definitely tell you, it's gonna be a close game. <laughs> I mean, we, that's one thing I know I might be right about because they've all been close. We definitely have a chance against their offense. Zach Wilson is not the dude, you know what I mean? But, man, like, their defense is so good. So I'm really apprehensive going into that game with no Khalil Herbert, with Justin Fields being on the mend. Like, that really leaves us in a bad spot to go against one of the top defenses in the NFL. Like their pressure rate is insane. Their front seven is devastatingly good. Their corner sauce Gardner, the rookie, that dude is a lockdown corner, man. How did they get Darrell Revis and then sauce Gardner? Like that's wild. So um, man, like he could, he could take either Mooney or Claypool away. Whoever's over there, they don't exist. You know what I mean? So, uh, I hope Claypool can finally play the whole game, but I keep seeing like Equinemia St. Brown and Dante Pettis on reps that I would assume that Claypool would be in for, you know what I mean? Like, and then Pringle, Pringle sometimes is like, man, get him out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like it's, it's really, it's really concerning going into that game, seeing Justin Fields already this beat up. And I kind of just want him to not play. I kind of want them to <laughs> and play Trevor Simeon. Right. And just like, look, we know Trevor Simeon is going to throw the bag. football. Right. He, he's going to throw the football. Right. Put him out there as the punching bag. And, and honestly, that would be a really good test of Getsy. And to see how much of it is Getsy not calling pass plays, and how much of it is Fields not executing or not being able to execute them to the level that Getsy wants. Put Simeon in there and see how the backup does. And if the backup does better than Fields in the passing department, but is just overall worse as an offensive player, cool. Then we'll just ride with it. We'll just chalk that up to bad personnel, let Fields grow a little more and keep going. Because Simeon's been in the league six, seven years, something like that. But if we put Simeon in and he can't throw either, then you start got to look at your offensive coordinator like, okay, you came from Green Bay. What, What is going on? You know what right. I mean? You've got to be better than this. So right. I really want him to play him and let that be his game to get just absolutely wailed on because I really don't want to see Fields getting beat. I don't need no, I don't need I don't need I actually wouldn't be mad at that because it sounds like he's going to 
be running again. <laughs> yeah, and he got that shoulder injury. So it's not, this is non-throwing shoulder, thankfully. But that still affects you. You know what I mean? On that jump pass, that, that sailed on him. If he can pull down and, and keep his shoulders level and square, even with, you know, even jumping, you know, you can get that pass lower to Montgomery or further left to Mooney, wherever he was trying to throw it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that injury is going to affect him throwing. It's going to affect him running. And it'll only get worse if he goes against his defense. So. Yeah, you're right. Well, we're going to see, man. We got the Jets. Hopefully we can take them. Man, it seems like it's been a long year. <laughs> it has. My God. Man. 17 games of this. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we had 11 and we only got three wins. The crazy thing is we got three wins and I feel like we've I've watched the games and I feel like at least six or seven that we could have is wins. It's like, man. It just feels like it just feels like every time we start to get some good momentum going, we kind of throw a little bit. You know, like just not trying to win. Like, you know, we started to get some really good momentum. Justin Fields started turning the corner, trade away Roquan and Robert Quinn. Yeah, that's and enough, then, right? Now I get can't, it. Then we can't stop anybody on defense, but we're scoring 30 points a game. So uh, yeah. now just call the shitty plays in the fourth quarter. That's what they used to do in Little League Baseball when you couldn't get anybody out. And they say, all right, the ninth batter is the last batter. Like, <laughs> that's it, guys. Yeah, we're just not going to, we're just not going like to try. It's like, all right, that was good enough. Like, stop right there. <laughs> Yeah. So hopefully that's a good sign for us in the future, man. But right now, this is tough. This is rough. Mm. I'm going to predict a W for us going forward because we need something. We need some positivity. So we're going to get it here when we're talking Bears. I'm predicting W's each week because those are our W's. Like we all don't right. get them all the time in the game, but I we get them here. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love it. I love to hear it. <laughs> I'm predicting we'll have a third overall pick. That's my prediction for the win-loss ratio. There you go. Of Look, year. one of us will be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, sure. it's either or. Either or. Absolutely. Uh right. yeah, man. That's 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 what it is. So I'm son. I'm nephew. And we're, we're talking, talking bears. bears. All right. Let's do it.